Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. You're back with Jacinta and Rachel, and we're here with T, who runs the Ladylike Women's Events at Wet on Wellington. Wet on Wellington is a well-known venue to certain members of Melbourne's LGBTIQ plus community as a gay pool and sauna, and what we call a sex-on-premises venue. T has been behind the Ladylike Queer Women's Pool Party events at Wet, and she joins us tonight to tell us all about it. We wanted to start with uh, the obvious question, what is Ladylike? Well, essentially Ladylike is a non-men, 18 plus uh, sex on premises party here in Melbourne. We are designed to be a safe space um, for women to, to meet other like-minded women and explore and celebrate their sexuality. It's such a great name. When you came up with that, were you just like, yes, that is it? Oh, to be really honest with you, I had like, we we had like five or six names that we were throwing around and none kind of really stuck, but this one kind of did. So that's what we went with. <laughs> so T, how did the event come to exist? How did it start? Um, look, it was probably about two years ago and I was looking around for some um, femme or women-only spaces to meet other women and, and um, despite all my searching, I, I couldn't really find anything out there. Um, so I thought, I'm just going to have to do my own. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people have had that experience as well um trying to do those google searches and coming up with nothing um are there any particular experiences or events that gave you the idea uh look not particularly I've been working with Melbourne saunas for quite a while so the concept of a sex on premises event wasn't something that was particularly new to me um there were men only events there were mixed events there were bi events but there were never uh women's only events so um I think that really especially once I found that there wasn't a lot going on outside of my workplace. Um, Yeah, it it kind of just gave me the idea that, okay, we've got to do something then. And I know um, you say it's a women's or non-men's space, but can you sort of give us um, a bit more detail on on exactly who can attend? Yeah, so essentially it it is a non-male event. So we welcome cis women, trans women, trans femme and um, uh, femme presenting non-binary folk. Essentially, we just want to make sure that it's a really safe, welcoming and comfortable space for everyone who comes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important part of these kinds of events. I wanted to ask T, how do you reach out to queer women and to the people who attend Ladylike? Do you advertise in certain ways or in certain places? Honestly, it's it's incredibly hard. Um, I think Facebook is pretty much our go-to for advertising. So we, we promote on a lot of queer Melbourne pages and on our own pages. Um, but but yeah, it's it's kind of quite a struggle. There isn't a lot of space that I can find that we can really promote this kind of thing, especially given that it is a sex on premises event as well. It does limit us a lot. 
Yeah. Do you find that you rely on word of mouth as well? Like for the people who do go to the events, do they bring along friends and partners the next time they come? Absolutely. And you can definitely see that when it comes to people buying tickets, you know, you just get like a clump of people who just buy together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, okay, yeah. We've, got a, we've got a groove here. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think it's an exciting way for people to connect and um, maybe delve into something that they haven't done before. Is that kind yeah. of the sense that you get? Um, definitely. I think there it, it ranges a lot in terms of experience. Um, but Essentially, I think a lot of the people who come are just really excited to be in a space that is um, really welcoming and celebrating of um, women loving women's sexuality. So, um, yeah. So, can you tell, tell us um, exactly what happens at Lady Like? Well, uh, not to go into too much of the juicy details, um, essentially Ladylike is like a lot of other parties. Um, you know, we have a bar, we have a dance floor, we have social areas, uh, pool, cinema. It's a lot of fun. Um, but unlike a lot of other events, if you do find someone that perhaps you click with, we also have facilities for you to then go and explore that a little bit more. Uh, we like to call that the play area. I was ask, but what about for, for people who might be feeling, you know, it's their first time in a sex on premises venue and who are feeling uncomfortable? How, what, what's a way that they can, you know, what do you do to make them feel more comfortable and, and, and more, um, uh, you know, happy to explore that side of themselves? Oh, well, look, we really like to remind everyone that, you know, just because you come along doesn't mean you need to do anything. It is completely up to you. Go at your own pace, do what's comfortable for you, have a chat, feel it out and see how you go. If it just means you come along, you have a swim, you meet a few new people, then that's fabulous. You know, enjoy it. We generally have some really good DJs and it's a really good time regardless. If, you know, you are feeling a little bit more bold, we have a wonderful host who will show you around the upstairs play area. They can kind of answer any questions that you might have. Um, We're very much a no-pressure environment. Yeah. For people who haven't been to a sex on premises venue, which, I mean, given that Ladylike is kind of the only, well, women's, non-men's event out there um, and people might not have been in those spaces, what does the play area look like? Like what kind of things are there? Like what do you do? Like for people who have no idea at all. Well, look, Upstairs, um, the upstairs play area is generally a whole variety of different um, private and open rooms. So people have the choice of having privacy if they, you know, meet one or two other people that they just want to kind of spend the time with just them or otherwise there are more open spaces for people who might be a little bit more exhibition-y or just want to watch or um, we've got uh, all of the, um, we've got like your lube, your safe sex um uh, equipment, I suppose you could say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of other different rooms. The, the venue itself has got so many, uh, so much different equipment, I'll say. So even just going up there and having a walk around can be quite an experience. Yeah, definitely. I, I think a really great point you made about no, no pressure as well. I think that for a lot of people who'd be going, who might have a real interest in going to events like this but would be, really quite um, hesitant about what might be expected of them. But great to know that, that, you know, that you can just go and dip your toe in, so to speak, before you actually dive in. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, we have a lot of people who really just want to come along. They just want to be in a space where maybe they can take their shirt off and dance and that's okay and that's safe and that's celebrated. Um, it doesn't have to be about you coming in and you having to strip down or you having to go and, you know, play with someone. It's, it's never about that. It's more just giving you the opportunity to should you want to. And I think that's a great thing as well that you provide an actual, you know, different area. So there is a dance floor. So you don't actually have to uh, go and do anything but have a dance if you don't want to. So yeah, Absolutely. It, or have a swim event. or, or you know, go and sit outside and, and have a drink. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's a lot of different spaces. So you can cater the night to what's comfortable for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask why is it important to have that kind of safe space where people can, you know, do what they want, explore some things that maybe they haven't had the space to explore before. Uh, you know, why is that important for queer women's sexuality and important for it to be celebrated? Well, I, I think it's, it, you know, the fact that there is nothing out there is probably one of the biggest reasons, especially if you're uh, new or you're exploring, um, where do you start? You, you kind of there's not a lot of places you can go and, and meet other like-minded women. Um, so I think having an event like this where there is no strings attached, if you're maybe still exploring or trying to figure out, you know, who you are, you can go to a space like this, you can explore a little bit, you can see what works for you and what doesn't, and I suppose learn a little bit more about yourself. Can you tell us, take us through some of the challenges that you've faced running events for queer women? Look, I'm not going to lie, there has been a lot of challenges. Um, it's really hard uh, to build spaces like this that are so welcoming and inclusive while still maintaining kind of a, a really safe space, if that makes sense. Um, but I think probably one of the biggest issues that we've struggled with is trying to get women to engage with each other. Lesbian sheep syndrome, it's a thing. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, of you know, beautiful people and they're all looking at each other like oh I really want to talk to them but oh gosh I don't know if I can so I think a <laughs> yeah. lot of what we've tried to do is is um I don't know put some things in place to help an ice break those things I suppose yeah. um or let other people know what they're there for we've got um a we call it a glow station but essentially different colors represent different intentions for the night so uh, based on what colours you're, you're wearing or what colour bracelet you've decided to, to um, choose kind of gives an indication to other people of what you're there for. So if that just means socialising, that just means socialising. If you're up for anything, then, well, you're, you're up for everything. Yeah, so it's like, you know, like a traffic light kind of system. Like yeah, very much like a traffic bracelet. Kind of yes. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And do people get into that? Like do they use it and that helps encourage the interaction. Absolutely, yeah. No, we really found that that's been helping a lot with um, even just something to talk about, I think, that first ice-breaking kind of activity because I think, yeah, out of all the things, especially because it is a sex-on-premises event, getting the women to feel comfortable enough to engage with each other is, is pretty big. T, I wanted to ask you, what's your favourite memory from Ladylike so far? Oh, gosh. Do you know what? I think it'd have to be um, our recent midsummer pool party. We had probably about 200 beautiful people come through our door and I think I had this moment where I was standing at the end of the pool looking out at all of these 
all of these gorgeous people just having the best time. And I just thought, wow, I have not seen anything like this before in my life. This is amazing. <laughs> so outside of Ladylike, how have spaces for women influenced you? You know, how have they shaped you, connected you to community? Um, what are some of the, um, yeah, spaces that have done that for you? Look, to be to be very honest with you, I haven't really had a lot of experience outside of that. I kind of came out quite late um, and I think for me to start exploring, um, you know, these are all women's spaces, it was, you know, like I've mentioned, there wasn't a lot out there so it, it was quite difficult to connect with the community. Um so, you know, I think the fact that there was no, nothing has been quite an influence, but um, yeah. Gosh, what about, I don't know. That's a yeah. really hard question. Yeah. What about um, just generally like Wet on Wellington? Like how did you get involved there and with the other events that happen in that space? Um, to be very honest with you, uh, I, was, um, I was studying it the point and I was looking for a job that wasn't going to clash with my classes and I came across working for Melbourne Swingers and just fell in love with how open it was and how just authentic people were I think is what really got me and learning that you know you could be sexual and you could be you know around people who were so accepting of whoever it was that you were I think was the really big thing that got me. I think something you said before too about, you know, there not being a lot of spaces and, and especially that can often happen in women's spaces. That doesn't seem to be something that has changed much over, over, over the decades. Sometimes there's like times where there's like, you know, a glut of things happening and sometimes I guess especially like obviously in recent years but also just prior to that where there has been from talking to Renee and now you, this gap within um, these particular communities why do you think it is that we have um, this this particular problem, particularly of often in women's spaces? I think, may, I, look, I think maybe because we we don't really, maybe we're not used to being in, in, in these kind of spaces or having these spaces for ourselves. I know that there is a lot of amazing, fabulous events out there in the, in the last couple of years, which has been so awesome. I have been loving visiting them. They've been, you know, just great. But I think prior to that, it's kind of just like it's not something that we've had around. It's not something that we've had an opportunity to do. So I suppose we just don't or we've managed other ways to meet other like-minded people um, and they kind of haven't been events, I suppose. Mm. And, and interesting because, you know, I know that like, you know, probably every few years uh, in women's communities, there has been someone trying to do a sex on premises venue event and they sort of they come and then they they don't sort of last for too long or they or people as you say this lesbian sheep syndrome everyone's just there looking at each other what do we do because we don't have that culture that men have had that particularly gay men have had exactly um so they so it's almost like generational now they know what to do they they're very used to having these venues so it's almost like this inherent knowledge has been passed down through gay men's communities but I guess for us it is it's it's still like you know it's 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 so new it's it's you don't hear of it you don't think that it's something that 
is around. I su- and honestly, when I suggested this idea, um, I, I did. I got told that it wasn't going to work, that it's been tried before and it, it hasn't really succeeded. And um, I don't know what we're doing differently, but it seems to be going really, really well. So we're pretty thrilled. Which is so great. And I wonder whether it's a generational thing that basically, you know, since, you know, we've had third wave feminism and sex positivity, that even though that was really happening in um, in my era, it's like like in the sort of mid nineties, but it maybe it's just taken that long to actually filter down and be something that we are now much more comfortable with. Yeah, very possibly, absolutely. Either yeah. way, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that it's working out. Um, I think that you know that idea of well, that experience of being told, "Oh, it just won't work." We've tried it before. I think that's something that. Rachel and I here often in our kind of work, like trying to, you know, do health promotion for women um, and hold events for women. And it's even just like around the idea of safe sex um, and, you know, discussing sexual health for um, women and those communities. It's often like, oh, yeah, we've tried that before and it didn't work or, oh, no, they won't, you know, be into that. So, um, yeah, good on you for sticking with it and, kind of yeah making a headway in that kind of space because like you said a lot of us are looking for those spaces and can't find anything so why not go ahead and do it yourself yeah exactly the only problem is I have to work all of them now I can never attend (laughs) honestly I can't win how how did um COVID impact lady like oh look I think like a lot of um businesses and events and stuff it you know it hit us pretty hard Um, we weren't able to run events for a long time we had to cancel all of our upcoming events Um, it's only just really been the past event that we've just done uh, last month that we've kind of launched back up again and I think a lot of people are still quite hesitant about being out and about and being in you know this kind of space where I suppose social distancing isn't really encouraged Well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Close contact happening there. Well, There's a lot of close contact happening, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's kind of just one of those things we, at, at some point, we've got to say, okay, now look, we let's start back up again for the people who want to and we'll we'll do what we can do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that it's happening and that people can tentatively uh, go back to those spaces and reconnect with community. I wanted to ask what kind of things do you have planned for future events or what are you looking forward to with Ladylike? Like do you have plans or will you continue running pool parties? Yes, we've got another pool party coming up at the end of March, which we're really, really excited about. Um, I think getting back into a regular rhythm, um, you know, our once-a-month events and just keeping them going. We do swap between uh, uh, Wet on Wellington, which is more of our bigger kind of big night parties and our smaller, more intimate parties at Bay City Sauna. Um, So, yeah, we we kind of switched between the two and I think we're looking forward to really just (laughs) getting back up and going and seeing everybody again. We'd love to see everybody again. And just lastly, how can people find out more about Ladylike? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our socials are probably the best way to go for that, either that or um, through the Wet on Wellington website. Um, you can find a lot of information about the events, but if there is a particular question that you have that I can help with, if you have any concerns or anything that maybe you want to suss out before you come along, um, flick me a message on Instagram, flick me a message on um, on Facebook. We'd 
really love to help you out. Um, we'd love to have a chat with you a bit more and see if maybe our space is the right space for you. Yeah. And finally, just before I let you go, T, I wanted to ask, do you have any advice for people who might want to go to Ladylike for the first time and they're totally new to that space? Take a deep breath. I promise people only bite if you ask them to. Um, <laughs> it's a really it's a really friendly space. Everyone is super lovely. There is no pressure. Come in, have a drink, say hi, get to know us, get to know everyone and have a good night and just see where it see where it takes you. Um, yeah. I think that's probably my biggest advice. Beautiful. Thank you so much, T. It's been a pleasure having you on the show with us this week and we'll hopefully see you sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. Thanks for tuning in to Well, Well, Well for another week. We're so glad that you were able to find out about the incredible and fun things happening in queer women's spaces at the moment. Jacinta, that was fascinating, like especially you know hearing about how women's spaces are evolving and that we do now have these really diverse events that are, you know, really catering to our diverse communities. Yeah, it amazes me that when I speak to people from our communities now, whether it's friends or whether it's people um, who I just, you know, come into contact with, they say that they've heard about Tomboy or they've heard about Ladylike or they've heard about, you know, some of the other events that are happening out there for queer women And there's this real sense of excitement and also this sense of belonging, which I think is just so important to who we are as queer women and how we connect with our communities. And I think especially in the context of COVID, it's a really great opportunity to start reconnecting in person and also have those connections online as well. I think it's another space uh, outside of I guess, the the dating app circle that people sometimes say that they feel a bit stuck inside. Mm. And I think what was really great to hear from both Renee and T is that if you are feeling a bit apprehensive about going to these events, they're run by these really accommodating hosts who are really happy to hold your hand basically through the experience. And, you know, what a, what a, what a great sort of, you know, uh buffer if you are feeling a little unsure about going to these events so just how can we find out more about them you can find ladylike on facebook and instagram as well uh reach out to t through there and there's also information about ladylike events on the wet on wellington website and if you would like us to explore a particular topic on the show you can email us your idea to well, well, well at joy.org.au. And you can also listen to this episode again or any of our other episodes in podcast form, which is at joy.org.au forward slash well, well, well. Thanks for joining me again on this week's episode, Jacinta. Looking forward to our next one. Absolutely. Thanks, Rachel. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being, presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website, thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. 
go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. 